I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 5 and preview of round 6. This episode is brought to you by BeardCareClub.com, a U.S.-based veteran-owned company offering facial hair and hair care products and accessories for both men and women. Check out BeardCareClub.com today to find out more and, brand new, Use code MLS Fantasy to get your MLS Fantasy Insider discount. So do that. Get some stuff. They're pretty cool. T-shirts, beard stuff, smelly stuff. Beardcareclub.com. Go for it. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by co-hosts Michael Denton and Blaine Riffle. Uh, we'd also like to welcome our special guest, Ashley Savage, the Sounders beat reporter for MLSFemale.com. How is everybody tonight? Doing well. Okay, I was I was worried for a second there, Mike, because no one was talking, and I was like, "Is is he not hearing people again? What's going on?" <laughs> oh my God, uh, Ashley, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, uh, if people are listening, don't remember two, maybe three, but I think two weeks ago, uh, we we were on the show and I was like, I've just been called out on Twitter about not having female guests. Well, that was Ashley who called me out. And uh, <laughs> and I do actually try to have female guests often on the show. We were going to have have, uh, have someone on that night and uh, just didn't work out. So I was like, all right, Ashley, let's do this. And she's like, all right. And so here she is. Yeah. Uh, so we've had someone from MLS female on before Sheba from Portland. Sorry. Uh, but uh, we haven't had anybody on this year. So why don't you just uh, give a quick plug about what you all do over there? Yeah. So MLS female is this great website that was started by uh, Liz, who also started our turf, which is an all female based reporting website, um, for NFL. And she also runs one for NASCAR. Um, and so the, her third, uh, baby was to do MLS female and it's just really blossomed over the last two years I joined on this year and followed them a lot last year um, and we're all female reporters all female photographers who are just really amped on on MLS so it's a really great community we put out a lot of pretty good articles um, yeah so it's awesome to represent them here and it's awesome to to write for them too so and we're awesome, awesome. We're awful excited to have you on tonight. And we think it's awesome that you're here to join us and that you're playing fantasy. Uh, you. Do you guys have your own league? Um, MLS Female does not. We mostly all play, the people play kind of playing their own communities. I actually got started, my husband tried to teach me, and he's never beat me since he taught me. <laughs> and so I beat a group of his guy friends, like 10 of his friends, my first season. Um, and then I beat the same group the next season, and then they've slowly started to trickle off. Um, and we play with a bunch of other Sounders uh, fans locally in a head-to-head -head league. We have some couples in there. We get pretty competitive. Um, and yeah, so I've just been I've been playing for five seasons. I think this is my sixth season. My first season was Camilo Vancouver, just to put that into perspective. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and I've just really, really grown in it. I've been top. 100 the last four seasons 
Um, and it's like been my unattainable goal to just win one of my leagues. But meeting my husband every year has been the real victory for me. So, <laughs> so I think we've established your credentials now. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, top 100 is, is always my goal uh, every, every year. And I feel like most years I usually end up in like top 110. And so, oh. it's, uh, yeah, I think like last year I was like one or two or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, it's just like a slap in the face at that point. Uh, well, all right. Thanks, everyone, for being here tonight. Uh, thanks, everyone, who submitted questions on Twitter and on Reddit. We're trying to get some of those worked in tonight. Let's start with our Beard Care Club Round 5 review. Uh, let's. How does our teams do, Blaine? Uh, 95 points, and I made the mistake I think a lot of people make, and that was not the Captain Vela. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I actually picked the worst captain I think I could have for the round in Ladero for a grand total of six points there. I'm pretty yeah, sure you was... could have gotten a red card captain if you went with someone from uh, RSL, though. Joburg. Yeah. Um, was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, double own goal. That could have been another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so it was um, 95 points for a round without Captain Vela is pretty good for me. Uh, everybody on the bench hit. Um, I had De Leon for nine, Fontas for six, Nemeth on the bench for 18, which I'm not going to complain about at all, and then Bono. So I had a lot of extra money, which I think actually cost me in the end. I upgraded Pomacall to Rusnak and dropped, I think, 10 points right there as well. So just a bunch of little mistakes this week. So 95 points on that is not terrible. I think it was about 120 rank drop, but about a 2.5 million increase for the round. Mike? Uh, I got 101 with Captain Vela, which shows how bad the rest of my team was. Um, my main problems were in the midfield. <laughs> um, Legette, Ladero, and Rusnak um, not doing anything particular. Um, my forwards all did great. I had Altador. I had a calm uh, come off the bench. Um, I had Bono or Bono um, in keeper. But I'm just really mad at Sporting Kansas City for blowing that clean sheet because I had Zusi on the bench and Fontas in the lineup. So that was... 10 points that I weigh bye-bye to. So I'm really mad at your team, Blaine, and I'm mad at your team, Ashley, for Ladero not scoring anything more than three. So, <laughs> oh, and, and you know what? I'm mad at you too, Reed, because I had Greg Garza, and he did got one point. So, and Saif also got one on the bench. So, uh, I mean, my team, New York City, did exactly what I wanted them to do, which is to <laughs> give up four goals and, you know, get, get, give Toronto a clean sheet. So my team did it. Y'all's teams were terrible, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Ashley, how about yours? Uh, I topped in at 116, which I felt like was uh, a decent, but it's like like Mike said, it's impressive to me based on some of the people that did so bad. Um, I also had Greg Garza, nice one. Lost that sporting shutout with Tim Melia. Rolled the dice with Tim Melia. That's how good I felt about it. Um, also had Nico, so he burned me too. Um, but I went kind of differential with Jonathan Osorio. And he got a nice 12, which really helped my midfield out, which was very good. And uh, Christian Namath has been my off and on differential for a couple weeks, and he finally paid off. Um, and then also had Zlatan, which, thank you, Lion, um, and Captain Vela. So it, it worked out, but there are definitely some holes. Uh, yeah, Blaine, I think you are the only person on the podcast that did not Captain Vela. So, uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I got 129. Week, 
I recommended Captaining Ladero. And then as I finished talking, I was like, no, F Vancouver. No, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it was on your chalkboard too. But hey, I was Vela on the chalkboard, so I'm 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 there. Uh, I got 129 points last right. week, so it's been my best round of the year. Finally, after a few pretty, pretty crappy way to start. Uh, gained uh, almost $3 million in value and close to one eleven now, so that's that's been nice. Uh, did the Vela captain. I had Quintero and Altador also on my forwards. I threw everything onto the field. I left nothing on the bench this week. Uh, I had Bono there for a potential switcheroo, and he hit, and so I upgraded a defender to Betashore, and that was sweet as well, getting 16 points there. Had Harvey, had Gaddis, had Fontas, uh, Pomacall. My my duds were Ladero and Acosta. So really wishing mm -hmm. I had uh, some more sporting Kansas City coverage right there at that time. But still, 129, um, very, very good score for me. If anyone's listening that's worried about their score, uh, you were definitely looking for something in the 90s this week to really – stay in the pack. A lot of people hit triple digits. So uh, if, if you were one of them, congrats. If not, this was, this was a pretty wild week. And we talked about the success of away teams and that's exactly what happened this round. The best round for away teams I've ever seen. I don't know if that's going to continue. Uh, give you a quick review of the r slash fantasy. No, sorry, not r slash fantasy of the Patreon league. Uh, we have a new, a uh, leader in the head-to-head -head right there, it's River Skookle. He is 5-0-0 in our Patreon league. The only undefeated player left, so congrats, man. You're doing awesome right there. Uh, over in the host head-to-head -head league, uh, Blaine, you lost to Andrew Quallard, 95-117, so that was close. Uh, Mike lost to Dominic, 101-106, even closer. Uh, and uh, I beat Jason Morris, 129-76. Next week, Jason... Uh, Sagini is going to be playing against you, Mike, so get get ready for that. And I will be playing Andrew Weeby next week. So that's right, Andrew. Put up or shut up time. Make sure you set your team. Let's get this going or get your intern to do it. Let's uh, let's get ready. <laughs> Big congrats to Older Goaler this week. 132 points. He smashed it uh, with our top score. And uh, the leaders in the hosts head-to-head -head league, one of the most competitive leagues in the game, uh, we have Ryan Anderson, MLS Fantasy Stats, who was on here a few weeks ago, 5-0-0. And RJ Gage, Law Dogs, 5-0-0. Big shout-out to RJ Gage as well. He has helped me get hooked up with an FC Cincinnati versus Portland uh, inaugural first game scarf. So awesome. You're my favorite right now. <laughs> uh, enough of that, though. Let's start talking about the games and what we've taken away from all this. A little bit switched up. Don't like to hear myself talk all that much. You guys probably think it's boring, too. So I'm getting everybody else into this thing. Uh, I've asked everybody two questions, and I want to know their top most surprising fantasy moments from round five and their most important takeaways. Uh, we're going to go with ladies first with this one because uh, she was talking up some of the, the big impressive uh, answer she had for these questions. So, so Ashley, what are some of your fantasy surprising moments? My fantasy surprising moment, and I've been silently saying this, and now I think I can say it out loud, is Red Bull. Just not coming through MLS-wise, not really coming through fantasy-wise. Um, I don't know if that's some CCL hangover. As a Sounders fan, I've watched that happen to us. Um, but every week I've, I've tried to get in on that. I think I maybe caught a shutout once um but they're just i mean going to chicago to me fantasy wise isn't that treacherous 
Um, that's an away game, depending on the team I'm willing to bite into. Um, and if you would have asked me going into the week, would you go into that game, Chicago or New York? I would have gone New York. I had other teams I preferred, so I didn't touch that game. Um, but how that game went, poor Tim Parker. I mean, that's not the way you want to lose a game no matter what. But it just fantasy points across the board for them is just not really that one high goal game they had. But when you watch them, I don't, I don't see them doing as well as I thought that they would. Um, so that was my biggest fantasy takeaway for sure was just Red Bull not really being the, the high point Red Bull that we, we know in fantasy. Yeah, that's mine as well. Uh, that, that struggle against Chicago was, was definitely a wild. Uh, another one that I, I threw in there, this is one of my most surprising moments. I'm probably going to steal your thunder here, Blaine. Seven to one victory from Sporting Kansas City blew my it's you get a goal and you get a goal and you get a goal it was it was nuts uh i mean i think people were hoping for some success there montreal took that big hit not having piotti and some of their their more important players but uh seven and one going up against fc cincinnati next week that's got to be something that fantasy managers have taken advantage of blaine mike any comments and then throw me one of yours uh we can't hear you blaine so mike you start talking <laughs> uh yeah i mean now was shocked by just how many goals um, Sporting Kansas City let in, just just like you. Um, it'll be interesting. I think this week they're back in CCL action uh, in midweek. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see about rotation and in, in coming forward. But um, they've looked like one of the best two teams in the league. Um, I think it's probably the, the three best teams right now are Sporting Kansas City, LAFC, uh, and D.C. United, um, just based on the early season results. Um I was not expecting. I mean, I, I thought they would get keep a clean sheet and, and would have a pretty big, big win, but I wasn't thinking anything like this. Um, now, one of those interesting in the Discord chat before this game was a, a conversation about um, whether or not if Russell played, if that was going to hurt Zussi's impact, and certainly it did because Russell had a hat trick and Zussi only got uh, three fantasy points. Um, so I was interested in Blaine's perspective as to why Russell's presence on the field might detract from Zussi's fantasy value going forward. Thoughts right. Blaine? Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, Zeus, he's in a weird spot this year. I don't know if it's just a different style of play. Um, I know there's been a couple of videos shared about uh, different passing sequences, and they're building out of the back. I think probably one of the bigger issues for Zeus is, is Fontas being next to him, and he's taking more of that. Uh, it's like a second center defensive mid right there and really directing traffic, which is taking away a lot of the passing lanes that Zeus used to work through. Um, and then they like to let Russell isolate space on that right side. And when he's over there, Zeus, he's not making the overlapping runs. They're letting Russell carry the ball in on his own. So there's just, I think it's a combination of those two, but the spaces Zeus, like to occupy in either the runs or the passing game have been taken over by other players now. And so he's having to find a different role. And I'm not sure that that's necessarily a bad thing for this team either. It is bad for fantasy for Zeus, but not for the team overall. Well, you keep that in mind because we'll look to you for some more uh, tips about uh, Sporting Kansas City when we get down into the player picks section. So yeah. uh, I'm going to steal one again because I know I think you might have been talking about this one, Ashley, so you can take credit for it. If uh, if so, Pozuelo comes out swinging for Toronto. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Mike, that's what you wanted to see against your team, right? <laughs> I mean, I had the fantasy set up for it. Yeah, I mean, to, to do a, a Paneka in the, you know, is your PK in like your first game with the team. I mean, that's just, 
uh, in incredible confidence. Um, I mean, he, he looked great. Uh, I think a lot of that is how bad New York City's defense is. Um, you know, to, to spoil my fantasy takeaways, uh, one of my fantasy takeaways is New York City's defense is trash and you should target um, po- offensive players against them. Uh, Dome has absolutely ruined um, their defensive setup. Uh, he keeps moving ring up high, and with that, it's Ofori and James Sands, a uh, 17- or 18-year-old kid at this point, providing cover for that, that back line. It ha- didn't work last year. It hasn't worked this year. Um, and regardless of whether Bear can actually play as a striker, which we don't know, it's not going to fix the defense. So if unless that somehow makes Dome more confident to move ring back to being a defensive midfielder, to being one of the best defensive midfielders in the league, you should target New York City every week fantasy-wise or at least consider it. Um, but as far as Pozuelo, um, probably a must-own this week. Um, another good matchup. I, I mean, he's almost certainly going to get a price rise. Uh, I know we're starting to not care as much about the price rise, but I think it's still a good time to look at that and you know, with good points potential. Uh, he's certainly someone to watch, and you know, I think he increases the value around him. Uh, Ashley talked about Osorio getting 12 points. Uh, I think it's good for Josie. Uh, to get that service as well, and I think everyone will pretty much benefit. I think a few people are still worried about value. We got some questions about that. Uh, Ashley, another surprise or anything else to add about pause? Um, this might be a differential thing to say, but DC United getting their first road win since May of last year. They were so good. I assumed they'd win, but at the same time, it's been such so long, and Orlando off and on is such a fortress, but I feel like they – fantasy and MLS wise are just kind of starting the season off a lot slower than everybody else. Um, but I definitely didn't expect them to look as good as they did. Um, and I wasn't sure with that type of an environment, if that would be um, their first road win in forever. I mean, in technical terms, um, but I mean, with Wayne Rooney on a maybe free kick, I think it was a foul, but I know people have their opinion. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, it definitely is, but but that's I love Don Dwyer, so I hate saying that. But um, I mean, that was just beautiful. But for me, that was honestly kind of a surprising takeaway, um, just because of how DC's been on the road. But definitely, like Mike said, signifies the fact that they have to be one of the top three teams in in MLS right now. For sure, Blaine, uh, takeaway or surprise? Uh, yeah, huge one here, and this will be a three week deal. Um, Nico Ladero, uh, he's got a 4-11 and a 3 in the last three games. He has not gotten any passing bonus points in those three games. Ooh, that's a ooh, that's gauntlet. a one or two that's a one or two point stat line for him that you can almost guarantee. Or last year you could guarantee that. He hasn't gotten one in three games. His Dang, eleven yeah, his eleven point game, I think, came on the back of a goal and an assist. Yeah, a goal and an assist to get to the eleven. Um he's not picking up those bonus points. Um I I don't get to watch these games as often. Um, yeah, jump right, jump right in here. But I think it's we got, got an expert. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it time to fade Ladero? No. And well, okay, I say that, but I have Victor Rodriguez this week. Um, when you watch them play, the absence of Ozzy Alonso is felt everywhere on the field. Um, and when and when you watch them play, Nico is playing in a slightly different position this year, having Christian. And, and Gustav, they're not playing the same way in the same formation that um, Christian and Ozzy did or Gustav and Ozzy did. They're playing this kind of rotating one person back, side by side type of set, 
co-center defensive mid position. And it's pushing Nico up a lot more. And Victor Rodriguez and Jordan Morris are both healthy, which we never saw last year. Um, and they switch sides a lot. Victor Rodriguez tucks in a lot. Um, and it's just kind of pushing Nico into this different role for him offensively than we saw him be the last couple of seasons. And like I said, a lot of that for me as a, as a fan watching trickles back down to Ozzy not being there um, because he was just, even when he was hurt, we still played, the center still played the exact same way just with someone being Ozzy Alonso. Um, and so for me, it, it looks, the attack looks different and obviously it looks good. Right. But fantasy wise and all those little ticky tack points that Nico has always been so profitable with um, watching the game, you don't see it happening. The only thing he does have going for him, which is why I would say don't drop him yet, is he's still going to take free kicks and he's still going to take all the corners. Now, he doesn't take the corners very well, but he does. Them. <laughs> um, so for me, when I look at those midfielders for fantasy, do they take the free kicks? Do they take the PK? Do they take the corners and he checks all those boxes so it's it's hard to walk away from him but at that price it's a little easier because sure. he's not picking up those extra points yeah, 11.9 now free kit takers are uh are huge i guess a big fancy takeaway for seattle now is uh they're turning into a little bit of houston last year houston had those three main attackers that they could spread all those points around seattle's now got four main attackers that they can spread all these points around so it's coming a little bit of a crapshoot as to who you're going to go for so keep that in mind i'm going to wrap up the rest of my well, moments and well take i wanted to ask ahead. ashley something um I mean, yeah. christian Rodon got eight points last week do you think he's going to be a much more consistent as like a high floor kind of fantasy player yeah. going forward yeah i do to me he he's taking on a lot more of the aussie roles and aussie was so good at picking up the pass percentage rate and you know and th those little points that you don't think of when you're unless you're really getting into the data right mm -hmm. um and christian is just i don't know if it's that new contract money or what but he's <laughs> all over the place on the field um and so i see him picking up a lot of those points that ozzy would because ozzy was a cdm i mean cdm shouldn't get that many points in fantasy but he did um and so i i see christian kind of taking that i he to me, seems like a consistent four or five, hopefully more, depending on assists. And he gets it, he crashes in the box a lot. So for me in the attack, Victor Rodriguez is my guy because he and Brad Smith, when you watch the games, are just electric. Um, but again, a lot of it's price. Yep. Oh, yeah. Price is huge. Uh, speaking of staying with Seattle to wrap up mine, uh, I thought Vancouver showed some real good potential against Seattle. So uh, that that was surprising for me that, that Vancouver didn't just fold there, though it is Cascadia. So can anything ever really be surprising? Uh, then my final two fancy takeaways that I'm going to mention is uh, this is now one goal in his last two games for David Akam. So keep an eye on him with Philadelphia. Uh, and then Atlanta I said last week this was going to be a good game to look at Atlanta uh, to see what we might think of them going forward. No pity. How does that work with Martinez? And the answer is still nothing. So 0-2 uh, to two against Columbus, though there was a lot of rain, so maybe the weather was an issue. I don't know. Whatever you want to say, uh, I'm still fading Atlanta right now. And even – a rumor about Yosef today? Uh, no, I did not hear the rumor about Yosef no, today. A couple different sites are reporting that he may have torn his ACL in training. He sustained so, a knee injury in training. Never want to hear that. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, know that's huge, especially if Pity and Joseph are out fantasy-wise. That's just, I mean, bread and butter, injury reports. we got to take those things into consideration. Never hope for them, though, but good heads up there. Uh, anybody else takeaways, uh, surprising moments they want to mention before we move on? Yeah, Reed, I had two for you. Hit it uh, up. 
Uh, DC right now has the best defense in the league, allowed one goal, and that's in large part due to Moreno and Canos playing in front of the defensive line. Um, as long as those two are there, the, whoever they put out in the back is probably going to be some of your best fantasy bets, home or away. Um, really liking what I'm seeing there. So that's probably going to be your best defense going forward for the next portion of the season. Big game coming up. I want to talk about that later. Yeah. Um, and then um, for as good as SKC has been on the attack, um, there's one name that you got to be looking for in the lineup, and that's Jerso. Um, he's my early pick right now for the team MVP. Um, he's not doing it on the scoreline, but the way he is tearing up defenses, CCL through all these fixtures, as long as he's in that lineup, he is causing havoc for defenses. That's what blew up Montreal early in the game was him opening up space. Um, as long as he keeps doing that, uh, expect good things from for everybody else. I mean, he had two assists this one and just clearly opened it up for Nemeth to get two of those goals. And his space really helped out Russell throughout the game, too. So that's kind of if you see him, pick everybody else around him because he's doing that much work right now. I think he is flagged as yellow right now, though, in the game. Is that holdover from last week or is that new? Uh, holdover. He was okay. nursing an injury and kind of questionable, but he's uh, seems ready to go. Good deal. Mike's area for that, though. Anything else? Anybody? Takeaways? Uh, I got a few things. Um, we, we've gone so far, but we haven't talked about uh, Carlos Vela putting up a 22 spot. Uh, I know I sorry, San, Jose, San Jose has been pretty bad, but, I mean, he's been so consistent. I mean, he's clearly the MVP frontrunner uh, at the moment. Um, you know, I think he's someone to pretty look at to look at, regardless of who's he's playing uh, in in his form right now. First MLS um, hat trick, <laughs> and my first that's, that's, hat trick captain. Wow! Well, congratulations, Reed. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to the- me what five years? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I had was um, Zardes and Columbus. Um, I know Higuain may have picked up an injury. There's like some concerns about him with a maybe a hamstring. Um, but I mean, I've, I've been surprised by how well Caleb Porter has kind of kept on what a Burhalter had there and specifically for the opportunities for Zardes. I thought there would be a little bit of a decrease, but, uh, there hasn't been, um, and it, you know, regardless of the rain and whatever's going on with Atlanta, uh, I think that result is, is a good one for Columbus. Um, you know, they, they look like a pretty solid playoff team. So, uh, Zardes is a good one in a good matchup. All right. Well, if there's nothing else. All right, we'll move on to our uh, Patreon housekeeping section. Uh, thank you, everyone, though, for those reviews. I hope people found them helpful, especially if you couldn't catch all the games. Uh, Patreon.com, it's it's how we get this podcast supported. We have this fantastic community of, of listeners who, who donate money to help be, uh, be a part of this community, help get a chance at prizes, help get a chance at hangouts, help get a chance at swag. So it's it's very fun. If you want to learn more about it, head over to patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm working on uh, getting all the swag ordered now that we've sort of given enough time for everyone to join. And we're going to start working on our first hangout as well. We're going to try to do those a few times this year. People just come and chit-chat, talk about fans, talk about Star Wars, talk about whatever is on your mind will be there, or some of us, as many as who can, uh, to talk about that. So check it out, patreon.com slash MLSFI. Thank you so much to everyone who donates. We'll do another shout-out this month as well. So uh, let's move on. Important dates to keep in mind for round six. This is a Friday start date. Andrew Weeby was talking it up big on loss of the, the MLS uh podcasts and videos and whatever they're doing nowadays friday one extra day that means it's starting earlier guys friday guys and gals friday 
uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time with Vancouver versus the LA Galaxy. So make sure you get your teams set. Uh, and don't be like Le Petit Prof 96 who asked us a question about what do I do when I miss deadlines? Ah, uh, I feel your pain there. Uh, fortunately, with our transfer system and the rolling lockouts, it's it's not horrible. Uh, so Le Petit Prof, if you do miss a deadline, uh, your only option is to really just check and see what you've got left. Sometimes this can be awesome. Just let me tell you, sometimes this can be awesome because it makes you think outside the box. If if you can't get uh, Alessandrini, if you can't get Zlatan, you got to go with something else. Sometimes you can pick those diamonds in the rough. So you really just have to look at what's the best matchup left for the budget that you have and feel, and just feel free to have fun with it. Go for some differentials. You never know what's going to pay off. Uh, like we talked about before, look for some of those set piece takers, look for people who are on form. And if nothing else, look for players who have a couple of rounds of solid scores and go for some value rises. So that's my advice for what you do with your team. If you're missing a deadline, uh, we have two teams on a buy this week. That is Atlanta and Houston. So those are the teams you're going to look to for your switcheroo players because they will not be playing. So everybody should have Atlanta and Houston players on their bench this week to get those things activated. Um, that's all that I have as far as updates besides the injuries. Anything else people want to add before I throw it to you, Mike? Nope. All right, Mike, hit us up with that injury news. Uh, Maxi Morales uh, missed with lower uh, leg tightness. Uh, according to N NYCFC, um, it didn't sound like a long-term injury, but be aware of that. Uh, probably the biggest injury out of this weekend was Mora for DC United, uh, part of the defense uh, that Blaine talked about. Um, he has a broken jaw, so he's going to miss some time. Uh, I haven't been able to find out who's going to replace him, but I would um, watch the Discord for that and maybe ask some of the DC United fans in there. Um, they're, they're, I think they're hashing it out amongst themselves as to who they think gets that spot at the moment. Um other than that, I don't think there's any big ones. Um, someone else from RSL got a red card, but, I mean, you know that because they're RSL, and that's what they do. Um, I think that's it. Um, I'm trying to find out of the Joseph Martinez injury that Ashley talked about. <laughs> but um, obviously that would be a big one. MLS News Rumors account had posted about it after I saw it on Reddit. So who knows gotcha. how much value there is to that, but – yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like Dirty South has, has reported that yet. Um, and obviously they're a big one for that. So be aware about that. But I mean, obviously with Atlanta being on a buy, it's probably going to be hard to confirm it in any way because they're not going to have the availability. So I think those are the big ones. Um, Waston did miss last week for Cincinnati. Uh, was an injury he picked up coming back from international games. So uh, not sure what the timetable for that. If you are thinking about them for their home game, don't think about them for their home game. All right. Thanks, Mike. Uh, short and sweet. Uh, not a lot of injuries at the beginning of the year, just like we want to always be the case. Uh, so let's move on to our ESPN Plus Round 6 preview. Uh, this is what I know a lot of people have been waiting to hear uh, because it's who we're talking about, who you're going to want to pick. Uh, but first, I got to tell you, have you checked out ESPN Plus yet? Because you should, because it's a great way and a cheap way to watch all kinds of MLS games out there. $5 per month. You can check your team. Sometimes they're blackouts, but that's just the reality that we all live in. So you can catch them on replays as well. I've been using it for this season, and I've really enjoyed it. So check out ESPN+. Plus. You can get a free seven-day trial over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. And in the sidebar, we have an ESPN Plus little icon right there. So check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, let's move on though. Okay. Before we talk about just our regular keepers, players and everything, I got to ask, just throw it out for the group right here. Is anybody 
tempted by Vancouver versus LA Galaxy. I got I got a no from Ashley, a no from Mike. Everybody out there in in uh, podcast land is loving this video. You, you can see the head the head nods. And this could be three nil either way. This game, I love like, it. If you told me either team won three nil, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It you know Vancouver rested or brought in a subs two of their DPS last game, so I don't know if that was an you know a knock or a tactic or whatever. But um, Zlatan, I would be shocked if he plays on that turf. Um, yeah, it that's looked, huge too. It looked gnarly, um, and it's not like nice new turf. It's gross old turf, and that just doesn't bode well for. for a completely unbiased Sounders fan. Well, and <laughs> a soccer player. I mean, if I I don't want to play on that turf. Um, <laughs> but it's a beautiful stadium. They're a great team, but the turf doesn't look very nice, at least on TV. So I would be shocked if Slatten played, which changes a lot for the Galaxy. And um, if they, you know, Vancouver has two DPs not starting. I don't, I don't know what they're rolling out either. Yeah, I just had to get that question out in the open. We had some people who were asking about it, and uh, it's the first game, so you're always looking for potential switcheroos with that game. I mean, if you want to be crazy and Zlatan doesn't start, put a cheap Vancouver defender. I think there's one or two that's $5 million or 5.5. 5. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to have an extra bench spot and be desperate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, yep. I mean, Vancouver's defense hasn't been all that great this year. It's not like Vancouver of old where, you know, they're very um, defensively set. Um, you know, they're not looking to go forward regardless <laughs> of the opponent. Yeah, um, with the budget, I think there's They're some better options that we can we yeah, can yeah. go for than Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move into some of those options then. Kick it off. Keepers, defenders, and clean sheet options that everyone's keeping an eye on. Uh, I know we've already talked about the Red Bulls, so please mention that right there. It's uh, if if you're actually considering them this week, uh, start us off, Blaine. Yeah, start off with clean sheets like always. And this week, um, the couple I see that kind of jumped out at me: Columbus hosting New England is probably a pretty good clean sheet chance. New England has been playing better. Lately, but Columbus with their full strength squad is still at, or at home is still just a big mountain for New England to overcome. But they've got speed and speed kills in this game, so that's that's one of them. The other one that I really liked this week was Seattle uh, hosting RSL. But again, you've got Rusnak there. Um, I, I know it's Krylock who's got the red card, but the rest of their players, I mean, they've got some goal scoring threats there. I'm not seeing a lot of clean sheet chances here, um, so. I, I picked around that, and with the budgets, I put last person on my roster was uh, Stefan Fry. Um, it's really hard for me to justify 7.5 for a keeper, but I had the budget left over to do it at this point, so I brought him in. I think that's one of the better clean sheet chances. Um, I wanted uh, Waylon Francis, saying that Columbus was the other one. Um, I grabbed Fontas again, I think, against Cincy, who will probably sit a little deeper. Uh, he's going to pick up your passing bonus points. And then I've got um, Elliot from Philly and more from Toronto on the bench in a switchery spot right now. Mike, who are you looking at? Um, well, the, the other clean sheet that uh, Blaine didn't talk about, uh, I don't know, Ashley's not going to be happy about this, is Portland. Um, I mean, San Jose hasn't been able to score much against anybody. Um, and, and you'll hear a lot about Portland in the rest of my picks. Um, so I have Atanella as the um, later part of the keeper route with uh, Bono. 
uh, from TFC. Um, I, I think Toronto's defense has looked pretty good uh, ever since they got over that CCL hump, um, and I'm still not sold on Chicago. So uh, I think that's a good opportunity for them. Um, I have Smith uh, in defender. I also have Waylon Francis. And then I have uh, Lasso from um, Cincinnati. I know, of course, I, I don't feel as good about that since you just said don't pick him. But uh, my thinking about that was that Sporting Kansas City is coming off a of CCL and they're not going to want to play on that turf. Um, we talked about Vancouver's turf uh, from what I saw at, at Nippard uh, in their season opener. It might be worse at Nippard. So uh, I don't know how much Sporting Kansas City is going to go from, you know, short rest onto that field and then back to Mexico or back from Mexico. I don't remember which way it goes. But either way, I, I think Sporting Kansas City, you're probably going to see some rotation here. Uh, I know Vermes hasn't wanted to do rotation yet, but I think now might be the time since you're in the semifinals if Sporting Kansas City has a decent shot at advancing. So uh, I think there might be an opportunity there. Uh, and then the last person on my bench, it's because I only had $4 million, I put in Hoberry. Why not? He can't go down. How <laughs> <laughs> low can he go? The, the answer is four. Uh, Blaine, do you agree <laughs> with that rotation from Sporting Kansas City incoming? Um, yeah, that's kind of more your midfielders and forwards talk. But, yeah, I could see some of that, especially on the turf. The first game is in Monterey, so they're going to be traveling back from Mexico to Cincinnati before headed for a home game. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see some rotation here. Um, I don't know that it's enough to make me really trust Cincinnati defenders, but a definite possibility. That's going to be tough a decision because it's just like we were talking about last week with uh, the LA Galaxy players is that's the last game of the round, Cincinnati, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, so you're really going to have to be careful with that money because you're going to be scrambling for for your picks and, and what could have been. You may be left with a lot on your bench. Ashley. Uh, this was really interesting for me because I consistently make my team the day before round start. So <laughs> I – Almost stand by nothing. I'm about to say because I'll probably change my mind. They start um, on, well, the chalkboard. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> then, then I'm stuck to it. Um, for me, I'm I'm like Mike. I I hate spending so much money on keepers, um, but I always try to pick keepers that I know will get extra points, even if they don't publish shoutouts. So I went bold with Stefan. He still has a yellow. I don't know how I feel about it, um, but I've just really really liked him, and I feel like every week I haven't picked him, he's got an assist. So I'm just trying to throw that at the wall. Um, I actually went with Kim Kihi this week over Brad Smith, just as kind of a gut, a gut choice. Um, and I also am really attached to Nick DeLeon. I remember a couple years ago, Portland was playing Rodney Wallace as a forward, but he was listed in fantasy as a defender and he was just money every week. So I'm kind of hoping for that to strike with Nick DeLeon. It's, it's been a little hit or miss, but I also think Toronto at home against a, I'm not sure where they're at. Chicago is is a is a clean sheet I'm willing to, to bank on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have whoever ends up being the cheapest Columbus defender as my bench defender. And then I'm also keeping Fontas from last week. Um, I, I haven't seen as much defensive rotation. He's healthy now. Um, I think he'll play. But um, like you said, that's definitely one I'm, I'm not super jazzed about because if he's not starting and only the seven point whatever defenders for – you know, sporting are that I'm kind of in a lock, but um, I'm only playing one scrub player on the field right now. So my plan is worst case scenario. I'll make two. Yeah. So I think you guys have answered that question. Uh, no New York Red Bulls players actually tease it at the beginning of the show. Uh, just 
just no real confidence in that. Not really sure if they're worth the price of admission, uh, especially since Minnesota has been scoring, uh, especially with Quintero. He had a couple of great looks uh, last week, uh, kind of unlucky to only get one point right there. I think you guys have nailed it with with the keepers. Uh, Bono is, I think, the ideal keeperoo. Again, can we call that the Bonnaroo, or is that trademark? Probably is. Um, <laughs> But I, I think I think going with Bono is is the best option for your keeperu. The the DC United LA Galaxy game that's that's got a lot to it. Don't know what I see happening with New York City Montreal. Um, depending on who is back for Montreal and roll the dice for New York. Sorry, Mike. Uh, and we already talked about Vancouver. So so Bond that leaves Bono as your good three o'clock game. You could definitely see the result before the Red Bulls and everybody else plays. After that, I I said it on Friday myself. So. Um, he just came away with some amazing saves last week. Copy that statement and just paste it for every other game this year and most of last year as well. So, I mean, the guy just just creates saves out of out of everything. So uh, that's bonus points. That's recoveries. That's that's clean potential clean sheets, especially against RSL. So I I can easily justify seven point five for that, especially with a lot of budgets right there. Defense, you guys, I think have nailed it as well. Um, Nothing. I'm looking at what I've got. Nothing crazy there. Uh, I, I still like Smith. Um, I originally was thinking about Zusi, but uh, Fontas is definitely an easy way in there, especially if you're going to go with Russell to help you with some of that offense right there. But let's get into midfielders. Mike, what are you thinking? Uh, midfielders, um, I think it starts with Valeri. I know the Portland has struggled a lot this year, but there's no better cure for struggles offensively than playing San Jose. Uh, I know they're on the road, you know, with part of this road trip. Um, I think we, we've seen from San Jose, I, I, you have to start the best offensive player on any team who's playing them, regardless of home and away. So for me, that's Valeri. So he's on my team. Uh, Pozuelo is also on my team. Um, I mean, he's impressed. He's at home again. Um, I, I don't have any confidence in Chicago's defense. So regardless of what ha else happens, he's going to get a price rise. So um, I think that's a good opportunity. Uh, Pax and Pomical, I mean, he's been so impressive, and he's such a great price point. Um, I know Dallas is on the road, and that hasn't been as good for them. Um, but against Philadelphia, it's a risk I'm willing to take in order to afford some of the other players that I have. Uh, and then I all, right now I have uh, Nico Ladero. Um, uh RSL on the road has not impressed. Um, Ladero on at home has impressed. Uh, regardless of you know the passing stuff that we talked about earlier, I think this might be a time to not do the high a high floor like roll down and go instead of the high ceiling with uh, Ladero. So uh, I mean maybe I'll switch out um, roll down if I need some more uh, money elsewhere. But that's what I have. And then I have also um, Guzman from Portland. Um, he's actually been remarkably consistent. Um, I'm trying to pull up his stats uh, now. He's four, four, one, and seven, which is that only won that bad um, FC Cincinnati game, which makes Reed happy. But I mean, for six point seven, um, I think that's pretty great consistency um, with a little bit of an upside. So um, I have him on my bench. Ashley, um, I am too on the pause train with Toronto. I was texting with a girlfriend of mine who plays right before that game. And we were debating on whether we should pick him up, and we both kicked ourselves because we didn't. Um, so I'm I'm sticking with him. I mean, a lot of people have great first outings and then just kind of do okay, but he looked like the the real deal to me. Um, and then I am going with Victor Rodriguez over Nico this week. Um, I've gone back and forth between the two of them all season, and just from watching the last game and and coming into a home stretch, I just like Victor for the money. Um, and then. 
and I am picking up Sebastian Blanco, which it always kills me to pick up uh, Timbers players, but when it's the smart thing to do, it's the right thing to do. Um, so sometimes you got, you got to put your fandom aside, right? You know, um, and he, he's one that's especially hard for me, but I, I couldn't afford Valeria with some of the other things I wanted to do. Um, but I'm also watching my, one of my other midfielders right now in a four person midfield is Russell, but I'm watching that CCL lineup. Um, and I, I think if he is starting, I might decide to tinker just depending on rotation. Cause like you said, I don't want to get stuck with what is he 9.8 at the end of the week. Um, so I might, I might upgrade Blanco to Valeri if, if he's starting in CCL. And then my bench midfielder, which is a lot of money for a bench player, is Osorio. He scored in the last three times that Toronto has played Chicago. He's had a goal in each oh. of those games. So I he's just kind of a sneaky differential for me, especially with um, Paz and Josie kind of taking all of the, the limelight. Um, so I'm keeping him on my bench just in case he lets me down. But I I feel pretty pretty good about him as just a differential midfielder this week. Very nice, Blaine. Yeah, I think everybody's hit on a lot of the players I'm looking at this week. Um, Russell is almost a lock to start in the Monterey game. Um, I do have him in my lineup right now. That's subject to change because I've put in about eight guys through the midfield line <laughs> to start this week, and I just can't lock down on anybody. Pozuelo's uh, probably the only like for sure lock that's not going to come out of my team at this point. Um, I like what Roldan has done so far. I like the points pot- potential there. I know Rodriguez and the other guys may have a little bit higher ceiling, and I am looking at those. But as well as the money game goes, I just I really have that feeling about Roldan this weekend. And I've got Pomacol and San- uh, Pedro Santos uh, Columbus on the bench right now as just other potential options. Columbus will be able to work through the outside a little bit against New England. I think that's going to play into the way Santos likes to play really well. Um, But there are other names. Uh, Blanco kind of came to mind as a gut feeling if you're going to take a Portland guy. I know Valeri's got the better average, the better numbers. But for some reason, I I just get that feeling that Blanco's going to have the better game this week. So he's been in and out of my lineup as well. So... Look for the chalkboard. My picks will be changing before then, and I'll try to have a better answer Thursday night, for Friday morning when the chalkboard comes out. So I haven't heard any mention of BC and LAFC yet. Uh, are you all just waiting for forwards to talk about this, or is this game too scary to pick? And, and I get it. I mean, uh, you guys hit all, a lot of the players that I'm looking at as well. Uh, away, a few few away options, uh, mostly the home options, like you guys have mentioned. I really like that B Rod pick though, actually, because he's a guy I think I often overlook more than than I should uh, than I should because because of Ladero. But he he is definitely a great option. He came in big lots of times last year, and I tend to overlook him then as well. So I may be changing my team because of that right there. Uh, but I, I'm. I digress. Um, DC LAFC, you've got like this huge offensive and defensive force in DC and this huge offensive force, pretty good defensive force with, with LAFC. I don't know if they're quite as good as DC, but that's just the meeting of the giants. And uh, like before we said three, three, either way, Vancouver, LA galaxy. Are we thinking one, one, zero, zero for DC LA, LAFC? I could see one one. I could also see a four four game with the way these teams play. Oh, you just like throw the defense out the window? Yeah. The offense is good. When things open up, things open up. I mean 
my problem that I've had lately is Acosta mm-hmm. is on my draft team and he's gotten like think back to back threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really hurting. Um, Moreno's got the best average of anybody in DC right now. They just have too many options. Um, and for the price, I just I'm having trouble justifying these guys over some of the other names I've mentioned for the price and knowing how good these two teams are. Yes, you could get burned and miss out on a 4-4 game and ha- not have any offense from either side, or you could get stuck here with the wrong guy in a 1-1 game and you're letting some other big points go. I think this is just too much of a wild card. And as far as the LAFC side is concerned, um, I don't know. Atuesta may be the only midfielder I would ever pick from LAFC right now. The rest of the guys are too inconsistent. And everybody else on their team is a forward. Yeah. 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 And Atuesta 7.7, which is the same price as Pax and Pomichol. So yeah. um, get that there. So so Blaine is, says that DC and LAFC is not worth the price of admission, a.k.a. Rooney and Vela. Uh, is that an agreement from everybody else? The only person, if I was going to, and I'm not, that I think I would touch in this game is Wayne Rooney, just because, like you said, that DC defense is so solid. And LAFC's has been good, but not great. We've watched them get scored on, you know, RSL had put a couple on them at home. Um, and I, Carlos Vela is amazing. And I've, you know, made the mistake of not having him on my team too many times, two specific times this season. But again, Wayne Rooney was the only person that I would consider. Um, but I'm not, with that said, I'm not, definitely not putting him on my team. All right. Well, uh, unless Mike wants to jump in there, Ashley, keep us going with forwards who you are considering putting on your team. Um, this is definitely, I don't know if this is a smart pick. I'd consider it a differential. That's why I like to call it one of the gut pick that might not make sense. Um, I've watched almost all the Orlando games this year. And when Dom Dwyer has been healthy, he is just a pit bull. Um, and he and Nani seem to already have some chemistry going that, that I like. Colorado is hard to, to pick. They're hard to judge. They're hard to know how they're going to play, but my instincts for them away in an environment like Orlando um, after the way they've played the last two weeks is just bad. And so I like Dom Dwyer against this defense. Schobert got a got a red card last game or an own goal. Um, and so red card I, the game before that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he got it all. And then he had a week off and then he got an own goal. Um, so I just like Dom Dwyer against this Colorado, this Colorado defense, which says a lot because Tim Howard is still phenomenal. But um, I, I'm I'm going with with the pit bull, and then I have to go Rui. Rui Diaz has shown up so well at home for for the Sounders. Um, this might be a little bit of a team loyalty. I've kind of gone back and forth between him and Zardes because Rui's 11, and that's no chump change for forwards right now. Um, but I I like the two of them starting again. I I might tinker with it a little between Jossie at home um, and Josie as well. But like I said earlier, I'm doubling up with with Palm and Zario in the midfield, so I can't, you know, if I could have a fourth team player, I'd probably have Josie as a forward. But um, and then my bench forward is David Akam, like you said earlier. Uh, he's just putting up a lot of work since he's been starting. I actually had him in my first draft team going into the season as a sneaky forward pick, but he wasn't starting right away, so I dropped him. Um, but he's just shown up the past two weeks, and I think for his price point at home. Uh, he's just kind of kind of too easy to to not have at least as a as a bench forward and use that money elsewhere. Yeah, he's a, a great option for sure, Blaine. 
Yeah, um, I keep toying around with these three guys in which order to put them in, but I've got Josie, Rooney, and Zardes on my team right now. Uh, Zardes is currently on the bench. Um, I, he, he's a little bit of a wild card, and I know it's New England, so it's it's one of those Otteru candidates that Zardes can put up a two just as easily as he can a 12. And I, I think Josie's got a little bit better work rate and probably a little bit higher floor at this point. That's why he gets a starting nod. But if I really waver on Zardes in this one, I can see putting Vela in an auto spot. I think this is a pretty big trap game. But if they come out and this game opens up, can you afford not to have Vela? Mm. Um, I If I grab Vela, it's not with enough conviction to start him in my lineup. He would be an auto candidate. Wow. But with that... With the third game of the round, that uh, that second starting game or second game on Saturday, that leaves a lot of time to pick another midfielder to fill in if you don't like his score. Um, yeah, but no, Rooney was in the first draft of this lineup. I don't think the LA defense is that good, especially on the road. And I think uh, just with what we saw him do this week, he's really got to be there. Um, there's too many guys behind him to feed him and to let him just kind of roam free. He doesn't have to put in the same defensive effort he did last year even. So, yeah. Blaine throwing his money around. Mike, who do you like? Uh, well, I do not have enough money to put Carlos Vela on my bench. <laughs> I am poor in both fantasy and in real life. I do not have that kind of cash. Um, so I'm just doing something simple. Um, I have a com on the bench. Um, I, I think it's kind of a slam dunk to put him there. You're going to get a price rise. Uh, and I mean, from historically, when a com gets hot, you ride that train until it stops. Now, at some point, it's going to stop, and then it's you know he's going to be worthless the rest of the season, um, unless you know some changes under Jim Curtin. But I mean, you know, when he when he's hot, take the ride and enjoy points. Uh, then I have Josie and Zardes. Um, I, I think New England on the road uh, is pretty much easy money, uh, and Josie Altador doesn't have a whole lot of games, and in both games he's played, he scored, so he's looking at price rise. So it's a little bit more conservative for me. Um, the reason I skip Wayne Rooney and LAFC, for, for LAFC, for me, it's easy. It's a cross-country road trip. Uh, I know road teams have done better this week, or this year, but it's still very tough. And, you know, with the way DC United has played defensively, even with Mora out, uh, I still think that that's going to be – LAFC is going to struggle to produce what they've done so far. And what they've done so far has generally been against bad teams. When they faced more better defensive teams, like Sporting Kansas City, they didn't look nearly as dynamic offensively. Um, then, I, you know, Zardes, uh, Columbus, I, I think, you know, the only concern for, for me on that – is if um, Higuain is out. If Higuain is out, then maybe I would switch to Rain Rooney. Um, I'm still not quite sure how good LAFC's defense is, but I'd probably just take the chance uh, at that point. Yeah, some great options. Uh, I think forward options are actually a little limited this week uh, because there are some weird matchups and, and some away games that aren't really as tempting. Uh, so I could definitely see people going with two forwards this week if you're thinking of that and want to throw more money into your midfield i think that's a solid option right there uh right now i have nimeth zardas in a com so i think a com by far is one of the best switcheroos uh 6.3 million you guys nailed that right there so uh, that's a position that's still in flux for me definitely so if you don't know this is your lineup right now don't worry like ashley said <laughs> game game day decision We'll change it as well. Uh, but lots of great players that everyone here has mentioned uh, that they may want to keep an eye on moving forward. Final thing to ask, captains, Blaine. Oh, I have no idea. 
there's a lot of good options this week. I mean, pause is definitely up there. You could go with any one of your Seattle midfielders. That's um, the big question is pause. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I like Rooney this week. Altidore is definitely another one. I think pause is probably your better pick, but if he starts feeding Altidore, Altidore could start racking up the goals too. So a lot of options. I didn't get Lily's pick up and posted last week, but I'm definitely going to have her picking one this week. So just go with what she says. All right. Blaine goes with a shotgun approach so he doesn't get called out again. Mike, who do you want? Uh, Diego Valeri is playing San Jose, so I'm going with him. Ashley. Uh, I am going pause. I, I hate to ride a bandwagon, but if it's a hot bandwagon, I'm going to jump on. So I'm, I'm rolling dice there. I, I agree with you, though, though, Blaine, that, you know, a lot of times when you get a midfielder like this, you should cap in the forward. But uh, he seems to be playing a lot more like a Giovinco 10 than a Nico Ladero 10. So I, I like him this week just based on, on what I saw last week, and I'm going for it. And he takes penalties. Exactly. And he's already taking free kicks or corner kicks. Which one was it? I don't remember. I think, I took, I think he took the free kicks. Probably is the freeze. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm a toss-up as well between Paz and Valeri. I'm I'm leaning towards Valeri, and that's just because I saw a breakdown that Matt Doyle was doing about how Paz was able to do so well against New York, and it's because they they really weren't collapsing on him. They, they were giving him this huge space. He was sending these passes through because you're trash. And I, just, <laughs> and I just Well, I just keep thinking one name, and that's Dax McCarty. And is that something that Dax McCarty is going to let happen is he going to be as easy on a clearly influential player coming in after seeing that and i kind of think no i don't kind of think no enough to not have him in my team and he's still in my captain's discussion but that is making me lean towards valeri more because as mike said san jose so uh that's who i have right now thank you everyone for giving those suggestions everyone listening i hope that helps you with uh, your team building and if you're leaning in those directions. If you have anything you want to add, hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Uh, ask us your questions. We have the Rate My Team thread over at r slash MLS. And, of course, hit up the MLS Fancy account a little bit closer to the game day. Uh, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Let's end with our plugs. Blaine. Um, yeah, just another plug for Beard Care Club. They make my beard look good, and they can make yours too. Uh, don't forget that code MLS Fantasy. I believe that's 30% off. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. Mike? Oh, nothing for me. Ashley? Uh, go Sounders. Go Sounders. Go MLS, <laughs> MLS female. Uh, oh, you my gosh, don't tell me I said that. Yeah, that. yeah, that, that, that's the place I do stuff for. <laughs> we got that at the top of the show. It's good. We got checkbox. Uh, you can check out everything I do over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, don't forget to sign up for the MLS Fantasy Newsletter, especially if you are a new player. Uh, lots of good tips in there. Last week we talked about which uh, away teams to, to target as well. So it was, it was a great round for that. Thinking about doing a piece on value this week. So if you want to learn more about who you should be looking at for value, subscribe to the Fancy Newsletter. Also head over to r slash MLS to get involved in all of that great chat in the community there and the Discord chat at MLS Fancy Boss that Mike has mentioned because lots of great conversation is going on there. And you have some of the past overall winners and some of the best players in the game, period, hang out in that chat, and they are all very helpful and willing to give advice. So thank you so much for listening tonight, everyone, and good luck. <laughs>